Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another segment of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm your host, and I'm thrilled to be back. Are you the kind of person who expects your partner to know exactly how to drive you wild between the sheets? Do you feel that your partner is a great lover when he or she can guess their way to your pleasure? Would you feel that something is spoiled if you had to tell your lover what really turns you on? Oh, come on. Grow up. Your pleasure is your responsibility. And my guest today is going to talk to you about just that. Carla Tara is going to share her ideas about communication in bed. Carla, it is my pleasure to have you on the show. It is amazing to have you. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Oh, thank you. What would you like me to talk about, myself or something else? Oh, I, want, I really want, no, I really want you to talk about the, you know, what it is that people need to get about being responsible for their pleasure. I mean, you're an intimacy coach. You know, you're a Tantra master, you're a relationship counselor, and you have spent 15 years in New York and Maui creating people's workshops for them to be able to talk to each other. So that's that's what we want to get right to. Like, why should people talk in bed? Oh, my goodness. It's a very good uh, place to communicate, not always talk. Sometimes you can even uh, take a hand and move it somewhere to give somebody a hint. But if they don't get the hint, talking is necessary, that's for sure. You are responsible to tell your partner what pleasures you, what it is that turns you on, what it is that opens your heart to them. It's your responsibility. If you sit there holding your breath and hoping that you reach your mind, good luck. I know it might have worked when you just met. Because uh, that moment, the intuition was one. You know, we knew each other, what we were thinking. But after that, no, we need to actually communicate. <laughs> now, now you're, I think this is so great, Carla, because I think that, um, you know, I know for a fact that I was brought up and I was told to be quiet and to not mm-hmm. try to be too bossy to men. Of course, that didn't work in my life. I'm too bossy. But... <laughs> but I really want you know. Well, you were a rebel. You rebelled against your fantasy. You don't want me to. You want me to be bossy. I will show you how bossy I can be. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of wanted things my way, but I was trained. I was trained not to tell men how to be with me. That I should just accept how they were being with me in every which way, including sex. Yeah. And it is such a a bad uh, teaching. It is really against every single law of nature. Uh, Even animals uh, show when they want affection. You know, they call. They have a call. Birds have a special call. So when you feel attracted to to your wife, for instance, talking from a man point of view, when you're attracted to your wife, how do you tell her that you're attracted to her? Are you going there and, and grab her tits right away? Or are you going to say, honey? <laughs> right? The woman's heart opens with uh, communication first. 
you just look into her eyes and you say, wow, I can't believe I'm so attracted to you still after so many years or whatever the truth is, right? But you always find something really attractive that turns you on. Say it, what it is. You know, the partner gets like, oh, my God, he noticed, you know, (laughs) or she notices this. You know, he has been working out in uh, the um, palestra, Italian word comes, um, to go into workout and lift weights for a whole week and his muscles are bulging and you don't say anything. He's been working hard. You know, just say, wow, I really like your muscles. (laughs) Stuff like that. It's very important. Yeah. First. So what Before you're saying, okay, so what you're saying is, okay, so we're talking about the beginning. And yeah. this is great. I mean, my fantasy was that we would talk about not the beginning, but you know what? We have plenty of time oh, to talk about yeah, the beginning. The beginning is exactly with the opening of the heart and the look into each other's eyes and say, I love you because blah, blah. That's the beginning. And then everything gets hot and uh, you tear each other's clothes off again and you go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) See, it starts that. That's the beginning. (laughs) Carla, what I love about you is that you have a great way of phrasing it all. You know, it's it's fabulous. Let's come back for a minute because I think what you're saying, at least what you were saying about the man talking to the woman, is you're saying that the woman needs to be made love to verbally so she can wrap her emotions and her mind around the idea of this man. Is, it, is that what you're exactly, saying? Exactly, exactly. See, men have sex in their mind all the time. It's no problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little different for women. We are multitasking. We are in different places all the time. And the, it's the job of the man to take us to a place where we can open up the heart, look at this beautiful man that we married, and get the, the juices flowing. So getting the juices flowing requires communication before communication bed. Before bed. In That's bed, then the communication continues. First, the communication is going to be like really snuggle his body together, and and you feel where, whoop, I'm holding back here. And, and then you ask yourself, God, I feel really sad about that, and I didn't tell him yet. Oh, well, that has to be said, too. You know, before you can tell him, how oh, honey, I like it softer or stronger. First of all, you need to know where your body wants to be touched or not and, and what is hidden in that part of the body that doesn't want to be touched. That's number one. That's opening up the heart fully, looking at the feelings. When the feelings are okay and the energies are flowing, you feel safe, which is the root chakra. You feel turned on. You feel powerful. You add all that juice energy from the sex center to power, and and then you let it just flow up into the heart. Then the deeper communication flows from the throat. After all of this, it comes. The energy comes up, and you communicate much deeper than you were used to. For instance, you probably never said, "Oh, honey, today I would really like you. I would like you to to just blow on my uh, yoni instead of just kissing your heart." Um, well, just today, a second, you know, just a second, because yeah. we have to define yoni. You know, not everybody uh-huh. knows, knows what yoni is. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Okay, um, tantra, uh, which I'm a master of after so many years, um, has found beautiful names for sexual organs. Names that have that lift up your heart. You know, like. Uh, 
for the male, the male um, sex, cent- uh, sex center is called the lingam. You know, the penis is a wand of light, lingam. That was written in Sanskrit. But in English, we will call it wand of light. That's very beautiful. It's analogy is bringing us enlightenment, you know. And the um, name for the vagina is yoni, which means sacred space, a place where uh, conception happens, you know, the universe, <laughs> I call it. That's beautiful. Like <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. And so knowing we, those names is very important. Knowing the names, you could give you the sex center your own names if you want to. It doesn't matter as long as they are uplifting names. Well, go ahead. The point the point you make is good because in 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 the West, in the United States, and in, in at least in England, I'm not sure about some of the other European countries or Australia or what have you, but uh-huh. we use our sex organs to curse people out. We call people names. Right. Right. We call people names based on our sex organs. So what you're talking about, even what you're talking about now, is such sacred communication. When we call the man's organ a wand of light, and when we call the woman's organ a sacred space or a temple. Right. Exactly. So and also look at it's very important. And if you imagine even, you know, the, the, the phrase going down on somebody, right? going down on him or going down on her, well, the tantric approach to that is honoring that a beautiful temple of light or the temple of uh, whatever, creative, which is this, the body is a temple of the spirit. So it's an honoring of the temple to kiss it anywhere. But it, everything is sacred. You know, because God yes. made uh, made us perfect, you know, perfectly okay. So shame goes out the window with Tantra. That's why I like it so much. That's so beautiful. If you just tuned in, by the way, I want to reintroduce my guest, Carla Tara. She's an intimacy coach. She's a Tantra master. She's been in practice for 15 years, over 15 years, in New York and also in Maui, on, on in Hawaii. She's created workshops, which she's presented to hundreds of people across the continent. And Carla has published two books, which we're going to talk about a little later in the show. The Secret of the Ocean Breath Revealed and Lessons from a Tantric Tango Dancer. So we'll be right back in, in just a moment. We're just going to take a momentary break. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself and possibly even make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then work your way all the way through laws one and nine, to teach, I teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh every moment, every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 in ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers. That's 
sexandhappiness.com. Okay, we're back. And today my guest is Carla Tara, who is a Tantra master. And she is an amazing, if, if you know her like I do, she's an amazing ball of fire. She has amazing energy. She's written two books. And she loves her job. And I understand why she does. So, Carla, we were talking about the terms. When we left off, we were talking about the terms yeah. for our sex organs and the importance of communication. And I want to take it a step further. I loved what you said about possibly taking someone's hand rather than talking. Mm-hmm. Can you give a few more tips about that? Because I want to get to the talking, too, but I... I want to Yeah. Well, you're right. Studying with the uh, body language is very important because 65% of language is body language. So if somebody tells you yes and the head goes no, 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 you start, <laughs> you know, I started, <laughs> I started believing the body and I was always right. <laughs> yeah, you know? when somebody, have you ever noticed that somebody will be saying, oh, I love that and their head is shaking no? They're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Right. And I love that. And their head's going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The body has a way to betray the truth if you watch uh, enough. And so it's wonderful. Instead of saying betray, I want to change the word to reveal. The body reveals the truth. Uh, Only the ego feels betrayed (laughs) because it was lying. (laughs) That is so so brilliant. That's so brilliant. Of you, Thank yeah. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I almost fell into that. We are so used to repeat what we heard, and now for me, it's about being in the moment and 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 speak from newness, not from what I know from before. So right. You're you who you are, and the audience and everything also contributes to what is being said right now. So that's important. And yes, there is a way that body language reveals. But you need to be interested enough to look. And some of us go into, you close your eyes and you go into your own fantasy or into your own blissful place, which is not bad, but take right. turns. Go into your blissful state, go out and connect with your partner, looking into each other's eyes. It's a, a yin-yang. It, it's a weaving back and forth between attention inside, attention with the lover. Until the two become almost one, but you have to be present to your own body, see how it feels. And if something doesn't feel good, you say it, and you ask for what you want. And just this is such an important thing because we need to feel that our lover is our it wants our happiness. It's on the same team. Why hide something that you desire from somebody who wants to give it to you? whose greatest joy is to see you happy. For men, the greatest joy is to walk in the door and see his woman happy. Right, right. That's it. Oh, she's smiling. Oh, good. And he's turned on. Well, the woman, however, wants, since she's weaving back and forth all the time, she would like to um, hear that perhaps he was thinking of her during the day and perhaps he's bringing something that arose if it's not uh, Valentine's Day, kind of. Anything. Let's say, honey, I was thinking of you. And then she, her heart springs open because we like to be thought of when they're not present, too. Yes. 
Yes. Is that, is that your experience too, Laurie, that uh, we want to be reminded by our lover? Oh, I, I was thinking of you. I heard this and I was thinking of you. And, you know, that's this good. Oh, yeah. I like when someone says to me, I thought about you all day. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see you. I thought about you all day. I'm like, all day. Yes. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> and see, men don't give a damn about it. You think about them mostly, you know. They think yeah. about how happy are you when they're there. Right, right. I think women. So I, this, I just think yes. I think women need a little more coaxing. They need a little more. It's it's. Women get, are slower to turn on, and they need, yeah. I think what you're saying, I mean, everything you're saying makes such sense to me. I think women need to feel like he really, you know, and listen, even if they're gay, I mean, even if it's two women, I think yeah. they need to yeah. feel like, I think they need to We're, feel like someone has been pre- prepping, preparing, mm-hmm. uh, wants to kind of seduce in a verbal way, in because the woman's heart, if the woman's heart doesn't spring open, her yoni's not, it's not getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> and also the special breath that I came up with that I really love, the ocean breath. The ocean breath is like a feminine breath that really opens up your your uh, abdomen and it lets you feel your sex center with each breath. It just comes into you like a, like like a wave of the ocean, and then it just drops out of you <sighs> without any stress. You know, I love that breath, and it helps so many people, especially women, to get their orgasm. They need to relax enough in their yoni, in order in their vagina, in order to completely feel what's going on and surrender to it. If they're tense, you- they're going to make it happen what oh I want you to definitely demonstrate it I want if you can I (laughs) like you to demonstrate it I've heard you do it but I want everyone to hear you do it I think it's a beautiful very very it's a it's hot I'd love to hear you do it it's a very beautiful breath and it's also it gives you hot energy but it's also relaxing at the same time it's such a beautiful breath because it doesn't require effort you're just being the ocean, and the waves move according to whatever wind you want to blow. If you blow a soft wind, you have a soft... <sighs> if you have more turned on and you're close to orgasm, well, you know, it's like... Did <sighs> 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 you see that? I put in more wind, more energy, more spirit into my breath. But it's always... Ah, it's never a controlled exhalation. And that allows me to be into, I mean, sustained, long orgasm. Some, you know, I go in and out of, of real high orgasm, back and forth. I'm in a valley for an hour or so. As long as I keep my breath up, the orgasm stays. That, that is beautiful. Yeah. So, so this so is, what you're saying is that this is a real secret. This is a... Tantra yeah. tip, it's a takeaway that if people would just relax into their breath, yeah. exhaling through yeah. the mouth, it sounds like you're exhaling through the mouth, yeah. and just kind of sighing like the ocean, like ah, rocking with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very beautiful uh, because it, it makes you feel, and whether you are uh, 
um, loving women or two men loving men. It's always the masculine part and the feminine part that's being played. So whoever is in the masculine place starts calming down and meeting with the woman that's opening up right there. So there is not a lot of, oh, slow down, your, your honey, do it a little slower, because you already know. You're breathing. You are into each other's body already. You breathe right. together. And so right. you don't have to talk much that much. But if sometimes we are not always conscious, and the breath becomes unconscious, you think of something else instead. That's where communication comes in handy. So if I notice that uh, the, if I'm a man and notice that the woman is, um, you know, not responding, she's not breathing well and so on, but she's talking to her own place, I would just call her back to her and say, honey, look into my eyes. And she's back. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? so good. <laughs> right? That's so, listen, that is so simple. That Isn't is that so, so simple? simple. What you're saying, if a man is present enough to realize that the woman is off somewhere and she's not breathing, and if he would know, if he would know that when she's not breathing, chances are this isn't going to end well. That's right. (laughs) It's going to be ending with a forced make-believe orgasm. (laughs) You know that. (laughs) This isn't going to end well. Yeah. Then he can just say, honey... Look into my eyes. I want to yeah. see you. Yeah, right. Such a yeah. beautiful What woman wouldn't come back at that moment and start breathing with him, you know? Wow. Every woman, yeah. Yeah. Carla, that's beautiful. That's so. It's so simple, and yet it's so true, you know? It's such yeah, a simple it, 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 correction. That's I call, it, thank you so much. And the, the secret was revealed to me by this ocean breath. But I call it, you know, the, um, the orgasmic way of living, you know, because not just the lovemaking becomes orgasmic. Even your presence, when you dance, when you move, you breathe similarly, not obviously loud on the street. This our sound is soft. It's internal. But it's still that surrendering. Only when you obviously work out, it's different. You have to, you know, <laughs> breathe with your nose. You have to hold the belly in to, to support your back. We are not making any other breath wrong. We are saying the ocean breath is the orgasmic breath. And it's not written much in tantra books because it's a feminine breath, honey. It's right. why they all talk about pranayama, control, blah, blah, because it's written for men. Men have to control their sexual energy if they don't want to come too soon. The woman doesn't. The more you come, the better it is. Right. So ding. I don't have my I bell mean, here. I don't have my bell, but I would give you a ding ring right now. Yes, uh-huh, she can come uh-huh. many, many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is beautiful. Very, very Thank beautiful. You. Now, I want to talk about the talking part. You know, I, we've said a few words yeah. that you could say, yeah. but I, here's the big, this to me is the big question. Of course, we'll go into some more yeah. things, yeah. but the yeah. big question for me is when you want to talk to someone about yeah. their sexual performance, let's say, I don't know what else to call it, so I'm just going to call it their sexual performance. Yeah. Yeah. It even, even, your, even, your, yeah. even your tantra lover who thinks yeah. that he or she knows everything about everything. Okay, that they okay. I have, I have figures out a way to say in a way that the man even feels honored. Uh, it feels, uh, uh, instead this of is what I want. This is, this is what I want feeling, from you. 
Thank you. Instead of feeling corrected, the man will feel, oh, I'm winning. You know, that's all that wants to do. He wants to win. Win, he wants to make you happy. So what is happening, if he becomes a little unconscious and his hands become too harsh or too hard and he loses that beautiful, soft, powerful connection to you and just say, honey, I really love your passion. You know, and and your strength because hard means also strong. You know, in certain you know the male world, you know, hard muscles and strong muscles. It's not always right. That's what they think. So you say, I really love your strength and your power. And in this moment, I would really love it if you slow down a little bit and um, a little softer. Thank you so much for listening. And then he's doing it. Now he's not going. Per- he goes, oh, wow, you know, thank you. You know, he's happy that you're finally telling what you want because men are really longing for it. They have to guess most of the time. Right, so they, they do. They do. They do because yeah. we were taught we we were taught not to tell. We were taught that if we told, we would be whores. We were not That's supposed right. to and like it, but we, were, we weren't supposed to tell. Exactly. And, and also men were supposed to know everything. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen a man... Asking for direction on the street? It's very rare. It's very rare. Well, they might go around the blocks many times, but but they will not ask. I remember with the cars, and, you know, my ex-husband was driving the car, and we were off. Oh, I knew it, and I was livid inside. And do you know what I had to tell him to make him really ask? And I said, honey, I'm so happy to be in an adventure with you. I just turned it around. And I, and I said, this is really an adventure. I don't know what we're going to be, you know, in an hour. And so we had an appointment about in an hour, but we might be further away. And you know what? If we go into that uh, um, uh, party happy and looking at each other that we had an adventure, who cares if we're late? Do you know right. that the man took off the map and he started reading it because he was looking forward to having fun at the party instead Beautiful. of an angry woman who was angry that he lo- that he took us for a ride far away. Good. So, so this well, is good. So you could say right now, honey, I love your strength. It, it, I I think you're saying you acknowledge him for yeah. his. For what he's doing, his strength yes. and his and his stamina, and then you say, right now, what I really love is it a little softer. Can you yeah, meet my? Can you meet my? Me. Can you meet my rhythm? Can you meet my rhythm right now? Right, right. Oh, it's so nice. Now, when, once he's gotten or even approaches the thing that you want, you just say, oh, this is so much better. You give him like you remember that game, hot, hot. You know, I don't remember warm, lukewarm, hot, hot. So you give him an idea where he is. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but recently, I think that I think that was like um, I think that was a game like bigger than a bread box, small, you know, animal, vegetable, mineral, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But the reason, and you give him a, an idea that they are coming closer to perfection. You know, oh my God. You really got it. Thank you so much. And now he stays there and he gives you what you want until you guide him further. And you would be happy to be guided. Why? Because he won. You made him win. Right. Instead right. of saying, oh, right. that's, no, that's not soft enough. Come on, a little softer. You know, who wants to be taught like that? That's, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we're going to we're going to pause here for a moment. Uh, if you've just tuned in, uh, my guest today is Carla Tara, and Carla is an intimacy coach. She's a tantra master. She's she's more than bicoastal. She lives in New York and Maui. She's written a couple and books. Sometimes I go to Italy and no oh, Italy. Oh yeah, by way of Italy. I didn't say the yeah. secret of ocean breath revealed and lessons from a tantric tango dancer. We're going to going to talk about those a little bit in the next segment. And they have my book have also a subtitle which is very important because the lessons from a tango tango dancer that's not reveal exactly what the book is about. Well, if you could we're going to We're going to get into that, I promise. We are going to get into that. You're going to be able to tell about it, but we're going to pause here for a moment. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. So, right. yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. Okay, yeah. so we'll be right back. And here's some breaking news. Tantric Tourists, the film that I'm starring in, in Tantric Tourists, a documentary about 10 people seeking enlightenment who hired me to take them on an adventure in India, can soon be purchased in DVD. You can become a fan of Tantric Tourists on Facebook and find out how to get your copy or visit www.tantrictourists.com. Tantric Tourists has one awards at the London East End Film Festival and it won the Golden Palm Award at the Mexico Film Festival and soon Tantric Tourist will be featured at the Asheville Film Festival on November 12th and at the Nevada Film Festival November 21st in Las Vegas. If you'd like more information go to tantrictourists.com Okay, we're back. So in the last segment I I was talking with my guest, Carla Tara, about how to sweetly tell your partner how to move with you in rhythm. And speaking of rhythm, she has written a book called Lessons from a Tantric Tango Dancer, A Journey into Intimacy, Relationships, and Love. And Carla, I know you wanted to tell us about that. So what can you say about that to shed some light on this communication? Yeah. It's very interesting because when I gave the book a name, I was into tango, and it's not really about tango. Tango is tantra with music walking across the the floor of the dance floor, heart to heart connected, and breathing so together that you know what the next step is going to be through the breath. So if the man that guides me has, it takes a deep breath, then I know, oh, it's going to be a long step. And I go into that. So that's how in tune you have to be to become a really, not the American tango dancing, but the Argentine tango dancing. So I made a couple of analogies with that, but the book is really about me and my life and how, even as a little girl, I was a tantrica. I was, you know, I knew that whatever Catholic religion was telling me was a lie. It couldn't have been any other way. And and nature was my teacher. So I just started really growing up in a farm, but not really listening to the teachings of uh, my parents and, the, and the, the church and everything, and just being a rebel from the beginning. Yeah, um, so I understand really, that completely. And I think yeah. I think I think many people into Tantra... These days, mm-hmm. the people you know and the people I know, I think they're mm-hmm. they're either they're either that way or they're catching up that way. You know, you're, <laughs> you're providing a a service. I do want to mention, by the way, that I've had a guest yeah. on my show, 
who's yes. a ta- who's a tango dancer and oh. a tango teacher, and he's finally willing. His name is Chan Park, and he's he's a. Would you uh, email it to me? I want to get in touch with him. I will yes, absolutely. He lives moment. in he lives in Argentina, and he mm-hmm. he finally realizes that tango is tantra. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Yes, it is, it is. But it's a vertical tantra instead of horizontal. Usually you're in bed when lying down when you make love. But there are many positions there, also sitting and in other way. And by the way, even, uh, I don't know if I should talk about positions, but let me finish talking about my book first. <laughs> it is about, <laughs> by the way, I'm explaining the ocean breath in my book as well. That's good. And That's many, very many, important. Many other things. And That's I'm guiding people to change their beliefs, you know, whatever was imprinted in them where they grew up, they can now have the freedom and the power to change it. And I give them example of how to change it, and I also give them example of what I'm doing in my private sessions with couples and, would, and, and men and women so that um, what they learn from it, you know. So it's a very rich book uh, out of well, my, yeah. Well, I wanted to say, you're talking more about now, even still, you're emphasizing communication. Communication yeah. in bed and communication out of bed. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's just good. And I, I get that you that that's what you're encouraging in your book. Now, my, uh, Absolutely. my question for you is, when should you talk about sex? When you're not in bed, I mean, like, when? What do you talk about then? Like, what if you really have a fantasy you want to play out, or a or something the person's really doing wrong? Uh, this is this is a very beautiful question because very few people know how to play, and really, uh, playing out a scenario for each other is so much fun. It's like. Uh, I remember when I was a little girl, I was playing, um, making believe I was the queen or, or somebody else. And it was so much fun to change the personality for that moment, you know. So if you want to play a little bit on the edge of being a dominatrix, you know, put some boots on and so on. Um, don't you have to do any of the stuff that you see in videos. You know, just what you want. <laughs> just what you want. Give yourself the feeling of this dominance, you know, and then see if you like it. You might not like it, and you take it off and say, oops, I'd rather be equal, <laughs> you know, even now or whatever. Or, you know, and there are fantasies of servants and masters, and then there are fantasies of here and there. You know, there are, a man with two women is a favorite fantasy. I haven't met a man yet that doesn't have that one. Um, so, you know, play. Uh, play with things in a safe way. But how do you talk about it? My, my, my question to you is really like playing, but how do you, Let's say we're yeah, well, you have let's to have a discussion away away from that time. Let's yeah, say that the how couple. How would you like it? Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Roll them back. Let's say this is a very straight, very middle of the road, brought up, you know, on American pie, <laughs> apple pie, and corn, <laughs> and they and they really they've never. I mean, you and I are talking to each other. We've had you know, many conversations with many people and with each other about this. But what about people who have never broached this? When should they talk about this and how do they approach it? 
Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a difficult question. But you know what? The best place would be on vacation. Because you are on vacation, and you make love a lot more than when you're working all the time, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and then and then it goes, you get very, very hot one day, you because building, building up. You know, the more sex you, you have, the more you want to do, really, if you love each other. So, you know, and then uh, when you're in the hot of the moment, you say, honey, um, you know, are you the woman or the man? <laughs> the woman might, I start with the woman because I'm a woman. And I say, well, you know, I, I'm really scared to tell you what I had in my imagination, but I feel safe enough with you. Um, we've been together and you show me that you're loving me. Would you like me to tell you what I have in my fantasy? Um, you know, just play it a little bit up like this and then uh, you just say it in a moderate way. You know, how would it be if um, you came home and I had a beautiful um, belly dance costume on? You know, That's just, beautiful. You know, That's beautiful. how would you feel? And then you go, oh, his eyes open up and you say, you know, oh, he likes that. You know, and then he might even comment, oh, I would love it. Do you want me to come and buy you the veil? <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't start with a dominatrix. <laughs> no. No, it's just for us. <laughs> this is good, Carla. This is really, what you're saying is really good. Now, I want people to know how to get in touch with you. We haven't said that yet. I'm going to just oh. give your website, uh, www.carlatara. C-A-R-L-A, Tara, T-A-R-A dot com. I just want people to know how they can find you and get in touch with you. Do you yeah, want to I have... I don't know if I have my phone number on the website, but I would love your audience uh, to call me as well if uh, they want to uh, have any questions answered or something like that. I'm just going to open up to that. So do you want Fine. To, uh, me to say my phone yeah. number? Sure, okay. say it. It's, it's 212... Two one seven two seven zero zero. Two one two two one seven two seven zero zero. Okay? That's great. Yes, I want people to know how they can find you. Yeah, and you know, Carla, what you what you're talking about in what the fun we're having with it, it's really communication is at the bottom of everything. It's so essential and you're making it fun. And you're making it easy. You're taking some of the guesswork out. Now, tell us, before we uh, have our next just pause, tell us what the man would say, what you would think the man would say if he was on vacation and he had the fantasy about the woman. Okay. All right. Do you want me to say now? Or would yeah, you yeah. Back? Oh, now. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well... Uh, the men would understand, obviously, if the woman is really the kind of woman who would um, play something. You know, if she is playful, he could imagine, that, oh, why don't we go to the bar? You go, No, you go to the bar by yourself, and um, I may believe that I'm coming on to you. I'm coming in, you know, I will have, uh, you barely recognize me, but uh, you know it's me, and we are really, I'm coming on to you, and all the men that are going to stare, you're going to say yes and uh, after a while, and we're going to walk away together, and they're going to be all envious with that. Would you love that? <laughs> <laughs> I would. 
that's, <laughs> you see what I mean? It starts like that with the very safe, you know, very safe. But you start playing. Oh, he likes imagination. Oh, he would like that. And and then you add more juice and juice to it as you see that the small fantasies are are being acknowledged, recognized, and um, and celebrated. So you're so, so you what you're recommending? Yeah. What you're recommending is starting with small fantasies and yeah. then going to maybe the sky's the limit later after yeah. the communication is so free. Yes. Yeah, and, the and trust, then after that, the trust. yeah, absolutely. Like it goes like uh, gradually. You don't go from first grade to university. You go gradually, and you know, an next, an an next step would be to discuss after this one was fulfilled. Oh, you know, what would be the rest, the next imagination that you would like fulfilled, and let him talk now first, and so on and so forth. You're imagining, you know, you. Um, and whoever get went first before now gets second and so on. And you're, you're just playing back and forth. And, again, everything plays like a weaving. She leads, he leads. She follows, he follows. The man is not condemned to be always the top and to do everything right and to be going to orgasm. He gets lost in the waves, too, and fantastic because it then the orgasm gets higher and better and longer later on. He's not losing out. He's gaining to play the feminine in and out kind of um, movement instead of just a straight line, which is uh, uh, boring. Masculine it's boring. <laughs> it's boring, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember Charles Muir saying, you know, it's not just going back and forth in and out of a highway. Make it curvy sometimes. <laughs> Charles is very good at that. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, great. Funny. Great. Funny. So, we're going to yes. pause again for a moment, and then we'll be back. I have some other very key questions to ask my guest. My guest okay. today is Carla Tara, and you can find her at carlatara.com, or you can call her at two one two two one seven two seven hundred. I'm Laurie Handlers. You're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. Of course, I focus on Tantra. I have a great, great time and a pleasurable time interviewing my guests. I love this show. So thank you for listening. And while you're here with me, I want to know if you're somebody who loves adventure. Would you like to create more adventure in your love life? Join me and Gino Allegria on our Red Hot Tantra Tour to India this January 2010. You'll study six days of Red Hot Tantra in a palace in Ajmer, in the state of Rajasthan, India's most colorful state. You'll receive six days of classroom instruction and then practice together with your beloved in the privacy of your own palace accommodations. When the tour is over, you'll visit the holy city of Pushkar, You'll see the world's greatest tribute to romance, the Taj Mahal in Agra, and you'll tour the world-famous Kama Sutra temples in Kajaraho. You'll have plenty of time to go through the temples. You'll have an enormous tour 
as seeing how they've portrayed sex and sensuality on the temple walls. They're renowned up close. And you'll even get to meditate inside. When you return to Delhi, you'll tour the city or you'll shop in the Paraganj, one of the world's oldest markets. If you'd like to stay on in India, we have a variety of tours you can choose from. For more information about the Red Hot Tantra Palace Tour and course, call me at 202-686-7440. That's 202-686-7440 or write to me, Laurie at ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's Laurie at ButterflyWorkshops.com. And we're back with my guest, Carla Tara, a Tantra master, a relationship counselor, a woman who has published two books on Tantra. And we're back and I have, and we're talking about communication in bed and we're actually talking about some juicy communication out of bed. So Carla, I have this really, I have a burning question for you. Yeah. And that is talking dirty in bed. Tell me your scoop. <laughs> well, after you have been honoring each other <laughs> and, <laughs> and acknowledging each other's divinity, I don't think it's a bad thing to acknowledge also the carnal part of, you know, like wanting to hear dirty words. Given in a sacred space, everything can be transformed. I just don't like to tell people they shouldn't be doing it. It reminds me too much of the commandments of religion. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tantra. <laughs> Do whatever you want if you are both in unison with each other. If you like it, if you are in harmony with that, hey, why not? That's wonderful. And if one likes it and the other doesn't yet, try it out. You know, see, and a couple of times, the beginning, they're almost always a little shy. But if you try it the second time and you feel a little better, there is hope that you can go make your partner happy learning it all the way. Um, again, you know, step by step, no forcing. You know, two things come to mind when you say that. One is, when I've told people, I told people recently there was a man in one of my talks when we were at the New Life Expo, you and I, there was a man who kept asking me this, you know, should you do this, should you do this? And I said, don't try to make me make Tantra into a religion. You, I'm just not going to. Exactly. So that's one. And then the other is I remember one of the hottest lovers I've ever had in my life was not yeah. that skilled at all kinds of things. Like he wasn't yeah. a great foreplay guy and he wasn't a great long-lasting guy. But he was a great dirty talker, and he was so <laughs> hot. <laughs> but yeah, I know, you know, yeah. some people are just this. See, our topic is really communication in bed. So exactly, exactly. I had to ask oh, you, this, you know, absolutely. I think it's a great turn on even smelling each other. You know, it's like, ooh, you, you smell so good. It's like a, it's a turn on. Uh, you smell under the arm, smell, you know, don't put deodorant on when, when you, when you make love, uh, see how much a turn on that, that, that odor is when the hormones are starting to fly. Right. Oh, so I, good. I remember, <laughs> I remember a, 
anecdote that I read about uh, Napoleon when he was coming back from Russia, he was uh, uh, telegraphing uh, Josephine, "Don't wash, I'm coming." <laughs> <laughs> Two or three days in advance. <laughs> you know, I remember hearing that. That's so good. Well, you know, yeah. there's a whole. I I put this on Facebook recently. There's a whole. Yeah. There's all these studies about smell being yeah. our way to tell who's really for us and who's really not for us in the in the biological selection of mates. Yeah. So all these yeah. colognes, all these designer perfumes and these colognes and everything, they mask they our mask. true our true ability to judge who who's for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how do animals choose each other? They smell, right? They go, "Oh, this is a safe connection." Da 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 da. They don't need, you know, a lot of communication verbally. They don't have a verbal skills yet, but they communicate with the smell. Right. A lot with the right. smell. Yeah. Right. Now, do you have anything that you absolutely say don't do? Like, you know, we're we're winding close to the end, and I want to know, do you have any? And I'm again, it's not religious, so I'm not looking well, for rules. Well, you rule. know, I, there is nothing I wouldn't do with a lover, and if I feel in harmony with that, if I don't feel in harmony. I don't do it. I just tune in to myself and see, oh, I'm on the edge of doing something completely different. I never did this before, and I'm excited. But if I go, oh, I'm on the edge, and somebody is asking me to do something new, and I'm scared, so then I'm not going to do it. I'm going to talk afterwards and explain why I didn't do it and how much I would love to open up to that if I didn't feel afraid and talk about my fear. And it's a possibility that after talking about my fear, the next time I might go there. You know, everything is being open to communication. It's like setting a boundary, a verbal boundary, and then once the boundary has been respected, you can actually experiment with going. Exactly. You say, I have this boundary for this moment, but the boundary doesn't have to be, even the the wall of Berlin was thrown down. You know what I mean? The boundary can be changed after... You know, if you want to please your lover and you see that you really love that part, you know, keep expressing your boundary and try a little bit, like a little bit further, a little bit further every time without trespassing your own boundaries and and disregarding your own fears. You need to be equally loving yourself as much as your lover. And so then you respect both, you know. But never, now, never laugh about the request, you know, oh, put your feet in my mouth and uh, whatever, and I like dirty feet. Well, I, you know, I still like my feet in their mouth. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, that's my problem. <laughs> I don't want to give them a lot of germs. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Wait, I couldn't tell if you meant really. I couldn't tell because, you know, in Americans have the expression putting your foot in your mouth. So, you yeah. know, I'm like, I couldn't tell if you meant, oh, put, say anything at the risk oh, of Oh, no, no, no. It's like if or... a man asks me, can you put your feet in my, in my mouth? There are people who honor and, and adore the feet. And, and if I have dirty feet, I would say, no, I didn't wash them. You know, in that Right, way. and then you would and go I, right to the bathtub or the shower and wash. wash. Exactly, exactly. And come but you back. would say to me, oh, no, put it in dirty, then I would not do it. It's against my, you know, it would. I don't want to give somebody that many germs walking right. around and put my feet in their mouth. You know what I mean? Right, right. 
So is there anything you think people shouldn't talk about, though? That's the thing that the, my original question didn't quite get it, because, Carla, you're amazing in how you rephrase things and want to talk and want to communicate. So I, I acknowledge you and say that you've given me and you've exhibited wonderful ways of couching things so that people can actually communicate with each other. Is there anything you wouldn't you would recommend people not discuss or not bring up uh, about sex like or, or certain things like uh, to avoid anything well i definitely um, would avoid a, a, well i don't really know it, depending on the timing in the relationship everything should be said but at okay. the beginning of the relationship, it depends on the timing. You know, I would not blubber out everything. You know, I would still see how much you can take and so on and so forth and how much the relationship is safe and grounded enough for me to splurt out some very deep secrets. Uh, but I would not keep secrets long because secrets uh, would uh, slow down or restrict my passion. Secrets kill the relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So slowly, yeah, this is I would, so good. I would, yeah, I would let everything out. No secrets. This is so good. Well, Carla, I, I really, I want to thank you. I want to tell people again how to get in touch with you. I want to tell them how to get your books. And then, uh, you know, it, this has been so fun for me. Really fun <laughs> interviewing you. It's we have a very good flow, you and I. Oh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> what you stand for and. Uh, how real you are too, and your connection, and your belief in yourself, and and also that you like staying exuberant and young as you are growing in age. Yeah. I like that. yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to be. Listen, that is going to be. That's going to be another talk, up. right? That's right. We're gonna. We are gonna do that, but we're not doing that. Tonight. Oh yeah. But you and I are going to do that for sure. Yes. It's a date. Yes. Yes. So it's let me just reintroduce you. I I've been talking with Carla Tara. Carla is an intimacy coach. She's a Tantra teacher. She resides both in New York and Maui. She She's via Italy. You, if you couldn't tell from her accent, that's where she grew up. And she had to throw off a lot of her early childhood rearing and lots of cultural dogma in order to be free in who she is. She has created two books. One is The Secret of the Ocean Breath, which she gave us an example earlier in the show of Ocean Breath, The Key to More Orgasmic Life, which it's true. If you're not breathing, you're not going to have an orgasm. That's just how it is. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so glad you, you really get it on a deep level. I really like that. Oh, I know for myself. I, I know when I didn't breathe. I remember when, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and then she's also written lessons from a tantric tango dancer, A Journey into Intimacy, Relationships and love. Where can people get this? Where can they get the books? They can download my books if they want from carlatara.com, or they can order uh, the the tango dancing part uh, book uh, on Amazon.com. The okay. secret of the ocean breath. I also guide people you know, on a meditation and how to do it. It's going to be definitely valuable for them to download it and and work with it. It's a workbook in a way. Yeah. All right, good. Well, Carla, I thank you so much for being my guest, my guest, Carla Tara. Carla, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to 
you know, get you back on the show and have us talk about you thing ourselves. You are a wonderful host too, and you are really uh, asking straight questions and you have deep knowledge. So I, I had a great time with you too. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Yeah. To everyone else, you've been listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and I invite you to tune in next week when my guests will be Jim and Gloria Alfaro. They will take us on a couple's journey to healing their marriage through Tantra. They're an amazing couple, and you certainly will not want to miss this show. Thank you so much. I'm saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. This is Laurie Handler signing out.